the former three-time NFL team captain, investor, and faith-based humanitarian, brings his solution-driven ideals to a national audience. The goal of the Jack Brewer Show is to leave the listener empowered by sound, biblical-based solutions to the pressing issues that face our nation and the world. Guests will include political and business leaders, athletes and influencers from around the world who will be encouraged to share how they are living their words through the works of their hands. This is the Jack Brewer Show. Everybody, welcome, welcome. An exciting, exciting show. I'm Jack Brewer. This is the Jack Brewer Show. Uh, as you all know, uh, I put out to, to bring truth uh, to many people who may think they already have the truth, but uh, I pray and I always uh, try to give folks access to the information that God has blessed me with. Uh, and I have to tell you, I am so excited uh, to have our special guest, especially during these trying times that we're seeing across the world. You know, I've gotten a lot of phone calls and, and text messages from people um, asking my opinion on, on Ukraine and Russia. And what does this mean? Uh, we know the word of God tells us we're going to have wars and rumors of war. Uh, and so I asked my dear friend, uh, Mr. Chad Wolf, uh, to join us today. Uh, for those of you that don't know Chad, he was the acting director of Homeland Security. Uh, so a man who uh, was behind the scenes during the Trump administration, and now he's actually the executive director uh, at the America First Policy Institute. And um, I consider him one of those colleagues that are a brother. Um, I think my opinion matters, but in issues like this, I want to hear from him. So, Chad, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, Jack. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. Definitely. So, Chad, I'm going to jump right into it. I'm not sure if, if you if you saw, but uh, I just made a speech yesterday at CPAC, and I, I I didn't hold back. You know, I don't normally, I'm not one that, that likes to talk about, you know, skin color and race and all these things, but, man... I got to ask you, you were you were behind the scenes. You saw a lot of issues going on in our country or the world. Why don't we consider Vladimir, Vladimir Putin, excuse me, a terrorist? Well, you know, it's a, it's a good question. Look, I think when we talk about leadership in the White House, and that's that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day, I think you've got two prime examples, right? You have one of President Trump, who not only met with Putin, but met with Xi of China, mm. uh, North Korea, and a lot of our adversaries to make sure that he put eyes on them, he could understand them, and then he could let them know that America was very serious about maintaining not only a safe and secure America, but also trying to do that you know, on the world stage. And we just don't see that today. Uh, from this administration and this president. And I think it's that lack of leadership that has emboldened someone like a Vladimir Putin to take certain steps and to invade a, a you know, sovereign country, essentially, um, with a bunch of excuses and, and is extracting just a devastating toll on not only their military, but obviously on citizens. And we see a mass exodus from Ukraine and the like. So I think what's going on there today is very serious which requires some serious uh, discussions as well as solutions. And, and I'm just concerned that we've gotten to a point where I don't know that we should have gotten to, uh, you know, the United States leads and every el everyone else in the world follows. And that's how it should be. Uh, but when you don't have that model and you sit back and you wait for others to respond, you get into a situation like we are today. Yeah, that's interesting, man. And uh, as you were talking and talking about leading, 
Uh, it just it appears that, you know, sometimes people don't realize how different policies affect situations and crises like this. And so, you know, when you talk about the United States being uh, energy de- independent, I mean, that's right. a big deal. Um, and when you see and when you're in the White House with President Trump, I mean, he was bold about that. I mean, he he set that as a goal and went out and accomplished it. Um, you know, if you are in in the cabinet or you're a part of the Homeland Security, what does that mean? How does that change kind of your strategy internally uh, when you become energy independent or you have resources and have an economy that's thriving as much as we had? Well, I think in the context of, of Ukraine, it, it means an incredible uh, amount, right? So we have right now the United States importing, um, I think it's around five, six hundred um more uh, barrels a day from the United or from Russia. And, you know, you, we were getting that and more out of the Keystone pipeline, you know, that that this administration shut down really on day one. And so when you talk about where does Vladimir Putin get his resources to conduct such a campaign in Ukraine and elsewhere? Well, he gets it from the sale of oil. And, you know, as we become dependent and not independent, you know, uh, we become dependent on imports of, of oil then I think in some respects, we're helping to fund what is going on in Ukraine. And I think that that is the wrong policy. So if you go back to the Trump administration, where you become energy uh, independent, um, you're not providing those resources to someone like a Vladimir Putin and you make it more difficult. You're not you're not leading. You're not emboldening him or, or helping him to finance his efforts in Ukraine, but you're actually hindering them, which is what we should be doing at the end of the day. So you know, there's a lot of long-term consequences to decisions that were made earlier in, in this administration, particularly on the energy side. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're seeing that play out today, not only here at home with higher gas prices, you know, across the board, but also on what on someone like Vladimir Putin and what he can do in the Ukraine. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. And I was even reading about Germany, right? I'm happy to see that they're jumping in on the sanctions, but uh, even Germany uh, buying 40, 50, 60% of their energy sometimes from, from Russia. And then you start to see where that pipeline was running and you start to really understand what's behind this war. I think they have to renegotiate with the folks in Ukraine, uh, I believe in 2024 uh, over the pipeline. That's a lot of money you have to pay. It's like paying a toll uh, coming through there. And so you start to really see uh, what's what's behind all of this f- for Putin. Uh, and, and do you think the world uh, will continue to apply that pressure that's needed? Because, listen, man, I call the man a terrorist because I know if 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 he was in the Middle East or from an African country, they would be calling this man a terrorist. I mean, what I see him going in there doing to these people, blowing up their houses and residential houses. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, I don't know. I, when I got up that morning and saw what he was doing and I saw that president stand up and and uh, Klitschko, the boxer who I used to love. Now he's the, the mayor uh, actually of Kiev. When I saw those guys standing up the way that they did, I wanted to go over there and help them. I mean, I think a lot of Americans feel that way when you see, you know, someone that's striving for, for freedom. You see a city that's trying to to advance their families and standing up for, for democracy. When you see them being attacked from someone like Putin, I think it rallies the world. Uh, do you think that we will will have a, a, a enough people, enough backing powers like uh, Germany and France and all of Europe who are right there on Russia's doorstep? Uh, will they apply, apply enough pressure so that we can finally put an end to this destruction that, that Putin's bringing? 
Well, I, I really think that's the question, Jack. And I think uh, we're starting to see that. Unfortunately, we would have I would have liked to have seen them do that much sooner in this process and really before we had any of the violence that we're seeing today. So there's no reason why you can't sanction individual, you know, someone like a, a Putin in Russia when they're amassing upwards to 200,000 of their soldiers on on the border <laughs> of Ukraine. I mean, you know what's going to happen. There's no reason right. to wait for it to happen. And I, I really see that, again, I go back to that leadership. Usually the United States leads and everyone gets behind and everyone follows. And we've got to sometimes push our European uh, counterparts and allies to take some action that they otherwise wouldn't have had. And, and again, we're just slow to do that. Uh, we're starting to move in the right direction when we talk about some of these sanctions. I think that some of the sanctions were very weak and soft in the beginning. We're starting to slowly ratchet those up. Again, I'm not sure why you didn't do that in the beginning <laughs> and take some bold action and do that in the beginning. And perhaps you could have staved off some of this. That's right, uh, Chad. You and your administration, man, it was like you saw the future. Uh, yeah. Because now all of a sudden you see Germany's actually paying uh, their fair share to actually defend. I saw something come out of, about NATO today. And so many of the things that the Trump administration said, warned the world about, uh, we're seeing play out right before our eyes right now. And so um, what do you think of, about the future? Can we can for the next three years until folks can go to the election uh, booth and and we can hopefully find some change in this country? You know, what's the world look like in your eyes from a foreign policy perspective over the next the next three years? Well, look, I think it's going to be tough. Um, and we've got an uphill battle for those of us who don't believe that the country's on the right track. Mm. Uh, we've got to continue to hold the folks that that are making some of these decisions accountable and really show them that there's a better way to do that. And so we do that every day at the America First Policy Institute. And look, I, I think at the end of the day, the Biden administration hopefully is starting to learn whether it's from Afghanistan, now it's from Ukraine and others that Maybe their approach is not the right way to do this. Maybe they have to take a more security-focused approach and not try to be beloved on the world stage, which I think a lot of us believe that they're trying to do. But instead, they start thinking about what's best for Americans first and foremost. And then, look, if, if other countries like that, then that's great. They can, they can join us. But if not, their primary you know, responsibility is to protect Americans and, and look out for their best interests. So... I think there's a lot that's still going to unfold in the next three years. Um, I think if, you know, conservatives are able to take either the House or the Senate or both uh, this year, at the end of this year, that, that can help blunt some of the bad decisions that are currently being taken and bad policies. But look, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. It's an uphill battle. And, um, you know, we've got to continue to fight every day. That's great. And Chad, the work you're doing at the America First Policy Institute now is uh really a continuation of some of the great things that were established in this country under the Trump administration. Um, final question to you, man, really as a comment, if, if you're um, making one statement uh, to America, to the American family uh, that may not understand some of these things that you've been so privy to and understand, you know, you have a family, you're, you're thinking about voting. You may be, you know, an independent or you may be a Democrat or a liberal, someone who sees it uh, from a different perspective. Uh, what would your message be to them about the seriousness of some of these um, global issues that we face uh, now in this century? And, and you know, whether it's nuclear warfare, uh, whether it's, you know, energy independence and those things that uh, we have the opportunity to become here in America, uh, what would be your message to them? 
I would say educate yourselves because a lot of the decisions being made, whether it's about Ukraine or it's about some economic decisions, will affect you and your family in, in real time, whether that's in the pocketbook, that's from your value standpoint, um, foreign policy. It, it will all impact not only you and your family, but obviously your children's family to come. So educate yourself, whether that's at AmericaFirstPolicy.com or other uh, sites that you go to to get your news and information from. Educate yourself uh, because you're part of the process here as you vote. Uh, you know, in in your local elections and national elections, you're part of the process. Don't don't sit on the sidelines. Get involved, educate yourself, and then make your voice heard through that ballot box. Man, amen, brother. That was strong. Uh, I hope people are listening. If you're my friends, if you're my family, if you follow me, if you at, wonder, you know, what happened to Jack? He used to be a Democrat. Now he's a Republican. <laughs> what happened to him? Uh, I'm around guys like this and I listen to guys like this and I thank God for guys like this who actually have been there, done that, see it, understand it. Uh, and this is what they do. And they love this country. They love America. They love all of America, not one side of America, uh, all of America as one America. And so Chad, before you go out, I have a tradition, man, I always pray for our guests, um, before we leave, man. And if you don't mind, I'm gonna say a quick prayer for you. Heavenly father, I just ask that you continue to uplift the voice of Mr. Chad Wolfter, God, give him the strength and the power to God and let his voice be heard, the Lord. Um, let him sing truth loud and clear to the American people uh, and let him change the hearts and minds of those with that truth, that truth coming from you, dear God. And we ask you these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. I'm sure I'll be, I think I'll see you soon. Right? I, where, where next stop is Atlanta. Absolutely. I'll be down there this week and it's always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. They, they, hey, Chad, remember, they call it Hotlanta. All right? <laughs> so. <laughs> so see you soon, my friend. God bless you. Thank you. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the one and only Mr. Chad Wolf. I tell you, it, it is a, a true blessing uh, and an honor to be able to have guests and people like that on this show. Uh, I, I got to tell you, when you around folks like like chad and others I, i've been i've been tremendously tremendously blessed in my life to be able to um be in the rooms with individuals who have seen it have done it um so i get to know their their heart i get to know their families i get to understand where their perspective comes from uh and i gotta tell you i've i've been woken up you know a lot of people say they're woke but they're still asleep um, but when we start talking about issues like putin um, like what's happening in Ukraine. I mean, this stuff is real. I mean, drop of a dime, we could have a nuclear war happening. This man has threatened it in Putin. Um, and we don't need World War III right now. You know, I know the, the word of God has prepared us for that. That day is coming. Uh, the day where, you know, wars and rumors of wars are going to continue to happen. Um, but as believers, we have to stand by the word of God and have to tell the truth and so have to understand uh, what, uh, is causing many of these things and the the depth of it is sin sin is causing the strife across america sin greed money you know they want to control this place and that place over money a lot of it happens and so when you you have corruption from the very top let's not forget right we've been talking about ukraine for a long time why because some folks went over there and made a bunch of money right probably use their power to get it 
Uh, we've seen that. Uh, there's a reason why these things are happening. God's trying to tell us something. God's trying to move. He's telling us something. He's speaking to us. Uh, and if you're spiritually there and if you're spiritually open uh, and don't get too political, replace, replace your pol political stuff with your spiritual stuff, right? Flesh and spirit. And so in the spirit, we know that greed is going to come into play. We know that fleshly desires are going to come into play and ultimately sin. And so uh, it really is a true uh, honor to have people like Chad on this show. Uh, this is a show rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, but it's also a show rooted in truth. And so uh, I will continue to bring experts on. Um, and I hope if you all have any comments, you reach out to us at info uh, at uh, thejackbrewershow.com. Info at thejackbrewershow.com. Uh, feel free to follow me uh, at, at jackbrewerbsi. Uh, that's on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Gitter. You can follow as well on LinkedIn. Uh, and we'll share this far and wide across our platforms. Uh, also, be t be sure to tune into our YouTube page and, and check some of our media hits because uh, we're trying to keep the truth out there. We're trying to keep the word of God, the sword uh, that we keep uh, in handy at all times. And so before we go out, I'll just I'm going to grab my Bible here. I'm not even going to open it up. I'm just going to see whatever I was reading last. And let me give you guys a little bit of scripture. Let's see what God wants us to talk about today. But I'm coming out of Romans. This is chapter 8. I was just reading on this. Um, let's go chapter 8. Let's go verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you all for joining uh, the show. We will be back with more and more of this. We're not going to stop. We're just getting started uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. I'm Jack Brewer. And once again, we are out.